edition of Mr. Nice Guy, everybody. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined uh, today by uh, a musician, uh, a music teacher. Uh, he's played in the indie rock band Neo Caveman, uh, who actually just released a record a few months ago. It's called Sun Eater. It's really good. I was listening to it before he got here. Um, and he's uh, also in the system of a down cover band, Fight the Heathens. And uh, I'm excited to talk to him about his passions, artistry, why he does what he does. Thank you very much, Sam Balistrieri, for joining me today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, man. You're most welcome. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, it's good to finally make this happen. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, it, it, it kind of has been. Yeah. We were tossing around the idea of, like, are we going to do it with the dudes from, you know, Full Fiction, but they already did it as a band, and then, like, it was just going to be the three dudes from Neo Caveman, and it was like, well, it just never really ended up happening. And then the pandemic hit, and yeah. everything got all messed up, yeah. so... Here we are. So for one, Sam, how's your day today? Good. Today's going well. Today's going well. Just trying, almost done with the school year, preparing for a spring concert with the K-4 through 5th graders right now. Oh, very nice. And I have learned so much about music just from, like, teaching kids how to sing and, like, go through the whole process of like get, preparing for a concert like yeah, for, yeah. for like as a music teacher it's it is insane how much i've learned like mm-hmm. if i had all that knowledge before like i was in a band and stuff i mean i would just be kicking butt in a band yeah. Like, yeah. and now that i have that knowledge in a band it's so easy to like just like tell somebody what you want mm-hmm. and express it in like six or seven different ways yeah oh yeah right <laughs> instead right. of just like no i i have to sh- can you take your bass off like i have to show you the notes yeah. In order for you to understand this. Now it's just like, okay, so you're going to, this is kind of what I was thinking that you could do. And you can run with it and do whatever you want with it. So it's kind of nice to have that, those things, those options. Oh, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It does. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're going to be teaching uh, mm-hmm. elementary school kids to, to kick butt, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, see, they seem to be having fun with it. I mean, we're doing lots of songs. We're, uh, I decided this is going to be my last year at this charter school that I'm at. Sure. So I wanted to do um, like a really big spring concert. And it's all on Unity. Nice. Like just because there's so many, there's so much stuff going on. And the kids are scared like all the time whenever you bring up COVID or whenever you bring up like Ukrainian war. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, now this whole thing with like our abortion, abortion rights being taken away. There's just so much stuff, you know. And I'm mm-hmm. like, let's get some kids singing some powerful songs about unity yeah. so we're doing like here comes the sun oh nice you know we're doing um all you need is love by the beatles the third graders are singing that they're actually doing really great oh, right on hell yeah, yeah. shout and, out to the third graders yeah dude and then fourth and fifth graders together are doing what the world needs now is love sweet love oh nice by like burt Bacharach. yeah yeah and it's actually a, it was a difficult song to teach and we're actually kind of struggling oh, wow. with that but we're getting it and it's it's just great, man. It's just it's just great to be able to. Hopefully, all the parents really enjoy it, and hopefully, I can film it and show some people, you know, because yeah. I'm excited about it. So, oh, that's awesome, dude. I'm so glad you're ending, uh, yeah, on uh, such a high note uh, with the with the school year, yeah, and yeah. cracking open a beer as uh, uh, yeah. you know, as you walked in here. What are you sipping on? Um, this is the Lagrange Points West Coast IPA from. Uh, Amorphic Brewing Company, which is only two blocks away from my house. Oh, word. Oh, shit. <laughs> and <laughs> nice. it's great. And that's where our practice space is. Um, Simon and I have a practice space right now with um, Derek and Eric. 
and Joel, who are in a band called Slug Rejector, actually. Oh, dope. Shout out to Slug Rejector. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're super good. And we just got done, like, putting... They're, they're also, like, super, like, geniuses when it comes to, like, um, you know, uh, what am I thinking of? Acoustics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they were putting up, like, all these, like, uh, sound deadener things on the walls everywhere. Mm-hmm. But they're like, okay, like, the precise, the precise point of, like... The you know the the audio coming out of the speaker is going to be hitting this wall. <laughs> yeah. So we need to make try. I'm like, why do you make the triangles? I'm like, oh, the shape doesn't really matter. It's just about like mm. this point that matters. And Damn. I'm like, so we jammed in there, and I'm like, holy cow, these guys like are right because it sounds insanely good with those things placed the way they placed them. Damn, that's cool. So we're just really, I'm really excited to be a part of a space. Finally, it's never. Yeah happened yeah. to me before I, I i've always just jammed in friends basements or right right jammed outside <laughs> i tried to make my house a space but then my neighbors got mad because it was a little bit too loud yeah um, yeah and we were being pretty i mean it wasn't soundproof fair anything. enough yeah and he he's a recording artist himself too next door and he he does stuff um down in his basement so sure. sometimes it just needs to be quiet makes sense yeah yeah well that's yeah. dope that uh those guys got their calculations down as far as the the acoustics, you know. Oh yeah, I I mean, I it's it's pretty insane. Um, I'm excited to see. You know, they recorded a lot of different records, um, mm. like over the years. Uh, the dudes they used to be in a band called Behind the Weekend. Okay. Um, Joel and Eric, and um, they were recording like America Monroe. They they recorded oh, nice. that like Jobless and God Blessed record. Oh hell yeah! They recorded that was I mean this is like 2012 2013. Yeah, decade recorded, ago, yeah. yeah, like a decade ago, they recorded the unknown, like which was a band I was in a long time ago. Um, I mean, they recorded. I think they recorded the first Brat Sounds record. Oh shit! So, so these guys have yeah. like you know kind of like under the radar recorded a lot of stuff. So I don't know. I guess I'm just shouting them out. Because, yeah, no. <laughs> and I get to be out. in a space with them, and I'm just like, wow, this is so cool that this is happening. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of things that could come out this summer from me and just playing with other musicians now and trying to get you know solidified with that right on well that's very that's that's awesome that's exciting yeah you know (laughs) yeah 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 no like it's like entering a a a new chapter if you will of uh creative possibilities so right yeah well we're gonna talk about you know what you're working on now sam so sure yeah uh so sam what we talk on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And I think we first met when I saw Neo Caveman like three years ago. It was at Club Garibaldi. You remember that? I do remember that. Yeah, that was a great show. Yeah. That was a really good show. We were really excited. Yeah. Like when we saw when we saw that someone was like interested in it and you came and talked to us outside, we're like, oh, Dude, like, who's this guy that's talking to us? Like, <laughs> yeah. That never really happened to us when we oh, played nice. shows. Yeah, sure. Like, no one would ever come up to us and, like, we were always trying to look for that break or something. Oh, right on. We, were, we just hoped that somebody was watching that would be able to, like, put us to the next level or something. Oh, dope. Because we dope. were always thinking that way <laughs> when we were playing sure. shows. We were just trying to make... We wanted to make it. Like, we really wanted to make it work. We wanted to try to make that our life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So when at the time, like when that happened, I, it might have been more than three years ago. Yeah, it was a while. It was I a mean, long time ago. I don't even know. I can't remember. If three and a half. Yeah. It was it was cold out. I remember. I mean, it was cold. I do remember that. Yeah, it was before the, the pandemic, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was around the time yeah. you guys also played the Murray Attic as well. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember, like, I had listened to Bacchanalia and, like, uh, really, really enjoyed the record. I, I still, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's still fantastic. I, I, I really particularly love the song The Water. Um, and yeah. t- to see you guys, like, you know, to get to hear those songs in, in a live setting was was a was a real treat and i got to yeah talk to you guys outside the venue and uh you know found out that uh pete and paul shout out to them were also in faux fiction uh mad talented guys and uh, just like extremely talented yeah like peter and paul i think they're really the the driving force of the band because they were the ones who kind of started it and then kind of said we need like a lot more people to make this work. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, when we first started, we had like, I think I want to say we had like at least seven, yeah, seven people in the band. I mean, we had three guitar players. We had our friend Tyler Beck playing guitar uh-huh. and he does really, really cool. Like lo-fi stuff. Now. Yeah. He's a chill. Um, Ty love, I think is what yeah, he goes by. Yeah, yeah. And it's just great what he's doing now. He kind of found, found his own way. Neil caveman in the beginning was just like a launching pad for like a lot of, musicians that were just trying to like figure out what they wanted to do like yeah. figure out their niche yeah and so we were jamming in uh this basement on holton street and that's where the system of a down cover band practices now oh, nice. so somehow we're still practicing in that same basement um it's got some lore it does i mean every time i go down there i'm like dude we there was stuff we did we you just know it's like history dude it is yeah yeah it's crazy but when we started out it was crazy i mean we had like a saxophone player three guitar players like a bassist keyboard player drummer you know and we had like single vocalists i mean we had a cajon player for a while like you had a whole cast yeah it was just like us trying to figure (laughs) like make something you know like make something different sure and then it kind of turned into and then Peter was always kind of the head songwriter mm-hmm. and he drove the bus, you know, yeah, yeah, he drove yeah. it and, um, yeah, he just, that kind of continued, but then it morphed into this weird way of songwriting and everything. Damn. That's dope. Well, that's really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk more about Neo caveman in a bit. Yeah. So first Sam, yeah, uh, I don't want to get away with things. So, yeah. <laughs> no worries. I was no. already starting to, <laughs> Hey, it, it's, yeah. uh, we love tangents on Mr. Nice guy. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so Sam, for one, uh, let's take it back a bit. Uh, where did you grow up? Grow, uh, okay. Yeah, let's, um, I grew up in, so I grew up in Milwaukee, like from age like zero to three. Sure. And I lived in this hotel called the Knickerbocker Hotel. Oh yeah. Which is, was a condominium complex at the time. Sure. Like over by the lake there on. I I used to, I worked at the Astor actually. Yeah, the Astor Hotel. It's like, so it's right over there and um kind of meeting complex at the time parents kind of were like all right we need to go somewhere where there's you know woods and stuff and good place for a kid to grow up so totally they drove south to the city of south milwaukee Mm. and it's pretty cheap there um at the time and it still kind of is actually a lot of people are still doing the same thing like parents are still doing the same thing they're like let's get over there Dope. Hey, you got Seven Bridges over there. You got yeah. uh, Bender Park. There's some really beautiful parks down there. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's great. It was a great place to grow up. Um, I didn't go to school like public school there though. Um, I went to like a charter school in sure. um, in Milwaukee. They wanted to because they still wanted me to have that city Milwaukee yeah. city of Milwaukee love. I got you. 
But then I went to high school in South Milwaukee, so it was like switching between like suburb and then city and suburb. So I kind of had the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah, right on. With, Dope. with that stuff. So, how did music all kind of start uh, as a as a creative outlet for yourself? How did it all start? Yeah, so I, I, fifth grade, I think it was about like I, my parents always was were always listening to interesting music around me, mm-hmm. um, just really trying to get me into it. I think my dad's a pharmacist, but I always thought that he was going to be like an artist, sure, because he's just got a creative mind when it comes to um, drawing and painting and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he became a pharmacist. Now he's retired, though. He'll probably get into it. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I very artistic family. Like my uncle, um, Uncle Frank. He got. He was probably the one that got me into playing guitar because he bought me my first guitar, and that was in fifth grade. I took lessons with a guy. Um, I can't remember his name. Keith Keith Waller, I think, was okay. his name. Sure. Which is a name that, if people are listening, probably might know. Um, if you're an old timer, uh, right I on. guess he, he used to be around. He used to. Um, I think he took lessons from Don Linky, okay. which is a jazz guy um, mm. at UWM. Very awesome, awesome teacher with uh so definitely i learned from him a little bit in uh, at uwm as well but um yeah i'd say that's that's probably how i got into it he gave me the guitar started taking lessons started understanding like how challenging it was gonna be you know like right away but like i just never wanted to stop doing it like i just like heard a song by yes and i'm like i gotta learn how to play heart of the sunrise Uh like for some reason that was like one of the first songs i learned and it was really hard, and I played it like crap, but I think like learning a hard song first kind of really helped me. And oh, then yeah. I did all the other stuff. And then my neighbor started teaching me guitar. Nice. And then I wanted to do a band, you know? So in like sixth grade, we played Bastille Days. Because <laughs> right we had, we, yeah. I went to a French immersion school. Okay. And the name of the band, in fact, Brendan Murphy, he was on Mission Nice Guys. Oh, well. shout out to Brendan. Yeah, he, him and I went to the same school, Woodland School. And we were in a band called... Um, we called ourselves Dark Side Eleven. Nice. I didn't. <laughs> damn, he didn't talk about this when he was here. That's cool. <laughs> he probably he probably doesn't even remember the name. Like shit. So we had like three guitar players in the band, and it was basically just me, kind of like teaching everybody like what to do. Like yeah. it was all just power chords, and I'm like, okay, you're gonna play this, you're gonna play this, we're all gonna play it at the same time, and then I'm gonna <laughs> sing, and it's gonna be great. And then and then we did that at um, Bastille Days, but we had to name our band something else. Instead of Dark Side Eleven, they called us uh, Soleil Ons, oh, which okay. is Sunshine Eleven oh, in French. Sick. And we played like a fifteen minute set, sure. and I was like, "Holy cow, that was amazing huh. and terrifying!" And it was the first time I ever felt like my my hands like start to shake when I yeah. played, and I'm like, "How come I can't play the guitar all of a sudden?" So I felt like stage fright all of a sudden. And then ever since then, I was like, "That wasn't perfect enough. I really want to get." this down i want every concert to be <clears throat> good you know yeah 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 so i think that's really and then that kind of continued into seventh and eighth grade did, did pop punk bands there was a band called saved by stereo way back in the day that was playing oh, okay. yeah the snapdragon records used to do stuff at miramar oh yeah they kind of got some bad rep after a while sure. um uh, but they they did show all ages shows back in the day mm-hmm. and yeah we were lucky enough to be able to do those like i mean nice. i was like seventh and eighth grade yeah and we were they they kind of fooled us they'd be like you guys gotta sell tickets you know mm-hmm. gorilla music was doing that stuff for a while um you gotta sell tickets so like we sold all these tickets to family and friends and they're probably like great yeah give me the envelope of money that you 
And then that's how we got people to go out to the shows. I don't, yeah. That doesn't really happen anymore. But Yeah, thankfully. Yeah, I'm glad that that <laughs> yeah. does not happen anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, but, but but a lot of bands and artists had to go through that. That and, like, the pay-to-play shit, like... Yeah, that's what we did, basically. Yeah. But we didn't really know. We thought mm-hmm. it was cool. We're like... Right. T- we got tickets to our show. Yeah, yeah. You when, know, it was great. It's something that, you know, is easy, easily impressionable, you know? Like, yeah, because yeah, it, 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 it sounds so like, like, wow, we get to sell all these by hand and shit. But, like, but then over time you're like, eh, there's other ways to do this. <laughs> yeah, and I think that, I mean, also, like, okay, take maybe taking advantage of, like, younger kids right, maybe yeah. in a way. Anyway, um, it was just uh, it was a good good. I mean, those videos are still on YouTube, and sometimes I go back and I look at like some of the videos of those bands I was mm-hmm. in, and I was just like, right on. "Wow, you know, like you've got to." I could just see that we were all still just trying to really like do something creatively, and mm-hmm. I like love that. And I I think it's the big reason I wanted to become a teacher. I was just like, I hope. That there's, I can get kids to do this and like feel how cool yeah. this was. Yeah, because it, it it puts away all bad things in your life oh, if yeah. you can just focus on something, you right? Know? An escapism. Yeah, like escape. You know, yeah, like just yeah. use this totally. But it's you know it's it's tough. It's tough. Everybody has a creative outlet. It doesn't have to be music. It can of be course, anything, you know. Yeah, here we. This is mine. You know. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like. Uh, Talking to people helps me make shit make sense, you know, and just yeah. like playing guitar can for for you or or yeah or someone else when they when they paint or they sculpt or they uh, yeah. take or they take pictures like yeah no it's 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 all like holy shit we're making something out of nothing you know yeah it's so important to just have something like that in your life it doesn't have it could be anything small or it could be or you can make it real big yeah i think oftentimes when people make it really like big i mean i'm kind of going on a tangent but like with musicians and artists like the ones that become really really successful um and do a great job i think it's you know first of all and a lot of people will say like you know you know bob dylan that guy's such an asshole and i'm like well yeah like what do you expect, dude? Like and or like, at the same time, I don't can hold. I don't condone assholery of any sort. Right. If you are an artist or a musician, right. you should always be nice. Of course. But I think when you're giving like your all to something like that and like really trying to make money and be a, have that as your creative outlet, you really have to sacrifice stuff for your art. Yeah. And sometimes I think that turns people into. You know, just not the nicest cold people, people in the world. Aloof just cold. Yeah. They, because they're putting so much of themselves and their emotion and their art into their creativity. Yeah. And it can bounce back the other way, too. Like, if you're not being creative enough and you're putting too much into your job or something like that. So, at the end of the day, it's just, like, people who can find the balance, musicians yeah. and artists that can put their all into that. I mean, that's just unbelievable it's fantastic those are the best human beings in the world oh yeah 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 especially when it becomes like your livelihood uh right it can make you rigid you know it can it can make you on edge all the time when especially yeah like when when you become such a like celebrity musician or something like that like it, it can make you so uh right like every part of you is being scrutinized you know anyway so like i i I feel like that could turn 
that could turn anybody into a into a cold person, you know, to yeah. be around, you know. Yeah, I yeah, that could, I feel like it, it definitely can. And you know, I you know, it's not like we know these people, like you know, I but we all have our idols, you know, like yeah. in in music, like I'm like really really obsessed with Jim James from My Morning Jacket, like oh, hell yeah. I like really look up to that guy and like Love they, My Morning Jacket. Yeah, I mean just one of my favorite bands really influenced by them They're like in you know today's bands and stuff i listen to a lot of today's stuff but i actually, I actually listen to a lot more stuff from the 70s and all that mm-hmm. and the 80s, whatever you know just stuff from the past right, um right, yeah but like i look at you know that guy and i'm like here's a dude that i think is putting a lot into his music you know what do i think about him like i would love to meet him do you, i wonder if he's not a good guy like, I wonder if he's a bad guy. But he's also writing songs about trying to, like, bring everybody together and be awesome and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he can't be a bad guy. Yeah. You know, in the back of my head. But, like, you you just don't know people, you know? But right. I think that's what's cool about celebrity musicians is that you can kind of idolize them and, like, depict them in the way that you want to that makes you feel good, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, and that can – yeah. But then – that can almost make you afraid to meet them in, in real life. Cause it's like, True. cause I don't want to like tarnishing like the, the, the idea kind of like what I'm, what, I, what I'm imagining you as that makes me feel so connected and comfortable with your artistry. Like that's, yeah, you think they're going to maybe, maybe they won't live up to your expectations type of deal. Right. Or maybe like you're afraid of just, you know, musicians have bad days too. So, like, I'm I get afraid of like if I by chance do meet somebody, I'm I'm worried that I'm going to catch them in a bad mood or something like that. And yeah, like they're not going to be friendly. And and yeah, I mean that's just a reminder that like you know, no matter how high profile somebody is, right? Like they they're human beings. They have good and bad days. They yeah, they're probably overthinking. They're probably they probably got anxiety or nerves nerves going about the show they're going to be playing later i can i can't even imagine but you know that's that's a reminder that like you know it's it's good to just you know treat treat everybody like no like uh, like i mean i'm i'm i work at the pabst and i work in the elevator so nice. like I, I meet i meet celebrities or or the stars of the show if you will i meet them you know like yeah through my shifts and and it's awesome but i also just try to be like hey how's your day going <laughs> you know yeah tomorrow yeah. tomorrow i'm working steve martin dude steve. you're gonna meet so you're gonna see him like in the elevator yeah dude and martin short what yeah dude dude i love that little duo thing i know do. i know i know i know it's gonna be rad but it's also like you know it's just all i want all i gotta all i all i really gotta say is just like Steve, how's your day going? Martin, yeah. how's your day going? Uh, yeah. uh, well, uh, go get some coffee on the top floor, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it's, so it's like, yeah, i got to talk to people and see people as, as fellow human beings, just like yeah, we are. Yeah, you got to. Right? right? You got to. Not as this larger-than-life persona, you know? You don't always have to meet your idols if, if that makes you feel more safe. Right, right. Yeah, those there's some interesting schools of thought on both those are two different schools of thought basically on the same thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Did you see my morning jacket in Chicago this past I did. Fall? I did. I was there too. Oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't go all three nights cuz it was it was just too expensive. I just went uh, I think it was Friday night. And I was surprised. That was like the most 
like they played a lot of old stuff. Yeah. And it was awesome. I mean, anytime they play a show, it's going to be good. And they like, didn't repeat a single song in their set list any of the three nights, which I thought was really fucking cool. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> they have an insane catalog of music. Yeah. I mean, and they're just they're just such a cool different band. They're like jammy, mm-hmm. but they're not too jammy. You know, they're like kind of the best of Many different worlds, so. Yeah, dude. Yeah, they were pulling cuts out from, like, Tennessee Fire and At Dawn, and, like, yeah, they... Yeah. They, uh... They, it's, it's That's not... one of my favorite songs, I think, At Dawn. Oh, hell yeah. It's just, like, magical every time I hear it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And, and like, the, the fact... The way that they, like, blend, like, um, the steel guitar to make it sound so, like, Kentucky, because mm-hmm. that's where they're from. Yeah. I yeah. feel like they sound Kentucky to me. Yeah, just like, I would say so. This is Kentucky... If, like, you smoke pot or, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 or something like that. Dude, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah, no, that, yeah, it's, right, like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's country, like, alt-country meets psychedelia meets, like, just rock and roll. Yeah. And it's a fucking, and some folk in there, too, like, it's a fucking blast. They even get proggy, yeah. like, in some of the newer records, like. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where they go. I can't. I didn't think that they were going to get back together. You know, when Jim James started doing his solo stuff, which was also just like, yeah. what in the world is going on? <laughs> like, yeah. that was crazy. Like, yeah. the way that he got all political on that one record. The, yeah. with the, this is the moment and all that. So, yeah. 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 Love great my, band. Yeah. Love my morning jacket. That was a great show. Oh. I was so fucking far up, though. I was like all the way oh, to the top really? floor. Yeah. We got really lucky and ended up getting the box because we were up top, but then some friends had an extra couple of box tickets. So we just went down there and they're like, hey, show the people your phone of these. And I'm like, and then we just got in. And, and I felt like Wayne's World. I was like, Yep, yep. <laughs> Walking around the rest of the day just with like Right. Oh, it, it was a great show. And they're coming again to Madison. Oh, um, hell yeah. I wish they would come back to Milwaukee again, dude. I mean yeah. I saw them at the BMO Harris when they played like years ago. I must have been like a teenager. No, maybe like I was like twenty. Sure. And I saw them they played with uh Band of Horses opened up for them. Dude. Oh fuck yeah. It was these the, oh, that's such a great pairing. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I'm like, why has this not happened again? Like, this was unbelievable. It was, I mean, the lakes right there, you know, the BMO Harris, it's a great venue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty deep in there, but like, it, it was just, and that's when they first like built it. Yeah, dude. They did that. They played at the Riverside one time too, but now with yeah. Live Nation and everything, it's like, I I think a lot of the contracts with bands got all signed up yeah, with Live yeah. Nation. So that's why they're not coming to the Paps and yeah, theater groups and stuff. I got to see All J the other day at uh, Turner Hall, though. That was unbelievable. Oh, that's rad. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that show actually. Yeah. Uh, back to um, like your bands. Uh, so yeah, how would how would your your you know playing music uh, evolve past high school? Um, so did high school and um started getting into like metal pretty heavy in high school, like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Hence, System of the Down. Yeah, I mean, I've always loved System of the yeah, Down. Yeah. Like, they're the only band that was neutral for me. I was like, I met so many, you know, I started meeting so many different people. And, you know, that's because that's what happens in high school and college and stuff. And everybody seemed to be like, oh, I'm like, you know, what kind of music do you listen to? This, this, no, no, no. Okay, that doesn't match up. What about System of a Down? Oh, yeah, they have that one song. Like, oh, everybody somehow, like, knew System of a Down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was like, well, you got any problems with them? They're like, no, they're, they're, I like them. And I'm like, 
I love System of Down. They're so neutral and they're so awesome. And they're also bringing up like this idea of Armenian genocide, which is, sorry, not the idea, the actual thing that is happening. Yeah. And got recognized, I uh, think, yeah. finally. Yeah. I think it might have been like only a couple of years ago. Yeah, I know. Long overdue. So, yeah, like long overdue. So, the, you know, the, and it's just great, this band. And I studied them and like learned from them, got influenced by them, learned how to, they basically taught me how to play the guitar, Darren Malachian. Oh, yeah. So, like, I learned all those riffs way back and like knew all of them. And then, um, you know, that kind of, I just put it out. It was always like a little secret thing, though. Like, I never really, like, did anything with it. Um, just like, oh, I really like this band. And then, no, I want to try to create something different, though. So then started doing, like, death metal bands, going to metal shows a lot, Miramar, like, Sleep Syrup is Sleep, and all those bands. Right, right, and, yeah, yeah. Um, that was a big hub for that, Miramar. Yeah, yeah, like, Night at the Chalet. Um, there was Macabre from Chicago, and they were always the ones that got, like, way too brutal. Damn. Oceano. Mm. Um, so a lot of bands at the time. Devil Wears Prada came to the show with Legion Hall, I think, when I was like 14 or something. <laughs> it was like the craziest, weirdest show I've ever seen in my life. Nice. Hell yeah. So I got, you know, Milwaukee is just so great for music growing up. And yeah. it was a great place to just experience. I was lucky enough to know about all these underground stuffs happening. And then in college, um, that's when I met Simon. Shout out to Simon. So I met Simon Bino. Yeah. And I met him before I met Paul and Peter and stuff. Um, and we, um, he was in America Monroe, so I was always seeing him in America Monroe and seeing them play in basements, seeing them at Bremen. And yeah. Did a lot of basement shows. Saw like Miles Coyne's bands oh, back yeah. in the day, like Temple. Love Miles Coyne. Temple was just the coolest basement band. Not not just a basement band, but just an insanely good sound. Hell yeah. Um, Bastard Cat was another one. That was Nate. Uh, Norway, Nathan uh, Norway, who's awesome website designer now and even cooler oh, yeah. person. Actually helping Chelsea. my wife, Chelsea, yeah. out a lot yeah. with her website for Overdose Prudential. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Shout out. So just all these people got to meet and all that. And that's kind of, you know, and then I found the River West neighborhood basically through all that. And then music really started to take its Snowball. Shape. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it took its shape here. Yeah. For me, and like I realize there's like other like minded people, all whilst like being like, What do I do for college now? Like, I so it started out with psychology, then philosophy, and then I'm like, How am I supposed to make any money off of this? But I never was really thinking about that in college because I always liked school a lot, mm -hmm. and I still do like school, I still like learning, I like talking to professors and stuff and picking their brain. Yeah, yeah. I just I love that. I yeah. always do. I mean, it was hard work. Um, but I always was, like, really into it. Um, and then, you know, landed on the Peck School of the Arts program. And I was like, okay, I'm going to see if I can get involved. Ended up starting doing music education there. But then I'm like, I don't want to be a music teacher, dude. I want to be a musician. Mm -hmm. Like, so I, I have to get a performance degree. And then I found out about the guitar program. Started doing the jazz guitar program. And that's where I met, like, Don Linky and um, Pete Billman. Oh, sure. And all those guys that are in the jazz... And then, you know, I found out there was other styles you could study. I'm like, I don't just have to pick one. Mm -hmm. They're like, no. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go check the other ones out then. Uh, yeah. so, so I checked out, like, Flamenco, and I started with Peter Baim, who was just, like, unbelievable teacher. Um, and then Rene Esquerdo in the classical program, he taught me a thing or two. And then finally I was like, okay, the fingerstyle program is kind of where I wanted to really 
do stuff because sure, I could yeah. kind of like be creative in my own way, but also like learn some really cool songs that were had a lot of creativity involved in them. Cool. They weren't just yeah. like as dry as a jazz tune. Or, I mean, there's a lot that goes on. I love jazz, but I love classical. I love all music. But in the fingerstyle thing, it's like, here's some people that are doing stuff that's new. I want to try to like learn that stuff, and it's an interesting way of playing the guitar. So mm-hmm. right on. that kind of happened, and um, I guess that's Neo Caveman kind of got started. And I, was pl- I wasn't even playing with a pick in the beginning. I was playing like with my fake nails that I had on all the time. Oh, nice. And that's kind of how I think the sound for the guitar got uh, in there, like on that first record for sure. Oh, dope. Yeah. Dope, dope, dope. Right. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. That's awesome. Yeah. I guess I didn't know where to stop. No, no, no. That's, <laughs> no, I, I, it's giving me like, uh, you know, kind of, uh, the picture, right. Yeah. Of like how you, you know, landed in, in this, this niche and, uh, you yeah. know, uh, in, in your circle. Um, I'm super extroverted too, so like yeah. I love talking about myself, <laughs> and I don't know why I do. I just do. So hey, hey, that's what you're here to do, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes <laughs> talking is good too. Talk, talk about yourself all the time. Yeah, fucking celebrate yourself. But also you know? listen yeah. to everyone else when that's they the talk about themselves. That's the key. Yes, right. right. Listen. This got to be the balance. You got to listen. Yeah. 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 And talk. So what? what <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, so that was. Um, what were your bands before Neo Cave, man? Uh, you mentioned the band The Unknown. Yeah, The Unknown. So that was really cool. That was like the first band when when I got into um, River West. Started, but actually before I even lived in River West, I was living on the East Side. You know, kind of doing like the East Side Shuffle when you're in college. That's yeah. what an older teacher, I did it, friend of mine did it me. too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you move somewhere else every year. Yep. You kind of learn about living. You learn about how to pay the rent, or at least half of it, because that's... Do your fucking dishes, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got dishes in the sink from, like, four days. Like, I got to figure... Hey, you know, I nowadays, oh, yeah. it's... If it wasn't for Chelsea, I'd probably still be a slob, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's definitely whipped me into shape and made me a better person, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, The Unknown, uh, you got Ryan Moran oh, playing the bass, and then you got Louis Rivas playing the drums. And this was a while, this was a long time ago. Um, I mean, this was 2012, I want to say, that we started. And we were doing, I think there's an EP somewhere on Bandcamp still. And we were just like trying to mix like metal and like indie music and like psychedelia together and like just trying to do weird stuff. Cool. And it was fun playing music with that. It was like kind of like an introduction to the bar culture here for me. And it was fun playing music there. And that's kind of when we met Paul and Peter because they were playing in a band called Glenview Lane. Nice. Way back. Wow. Um, and Robbie Schreiner was in that band. He's also the drummer now in uh, Wolves with Virginia. Oh, cool. Um, cool. cool. And Just I saw was, them at Bretman recently. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's cool that everybody's still playing and we still see each other time to time. And, you know, everything's cool. Like, we're all friends and we all have things to talk about from the past that makes us like even more friends yeah and we all but we like really know each other though because we play with each other musically so like we like really have an understanding of who we are of mm-hmm. who like i really know peter hell yeah you know like yeah. just from playing in a band with him and hearing his music i like know paul really well and same thing with simon same thing goes for jeremy Maroder Maroder as well he's in um he was the bass player in uh, Neo K. Yeah, because you learned to. Yeah, yeah, you you learn to like communi- 
you've just yeah. spent so much time like communicating with one another through like that synergy and when when your creative conduits meet you're communicating with one another through through not only like the sound and the music but the nonverbals and and it's just like i feel like when you can really like you know we were just talking about listening and talking i think that the same can kind of like uh when you do enough of that with a person over time through multiple ways like you learn to really fucking know them to their core yeah i mean yeah and then when you have somebody writing songs in the band like Peter and then you listen to the songs and you just like get to, you know, try to understand the meanings of the words. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still doing that now. Like I saw Peter the other day. I was listening to a song off the new record, actually. Oh, nice. Because the thing about the new record, this is a good segue, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The new record came. Uh, we all were in a place where we recorded it. Um, Paul did a lot of work on that record as far as recording it. He bought like, you know, some good equipment to record stuff in his house. So we multi-tracked it. We didn't record it live. All of our records are multi-tracked and none of them are recorded live. Um, sure. yeah. cause we just really wanted to get the sound right. And that's, mm. that was our goal. It had nothing to do with like people like really listening to it. We just wanted to create something that we can all be happy with and be like, wow. That's how we wanted it to sound in yeah. our heads. Like kind of like a weird Frank Zappa mentality. Mm-hmm. Like Frank Zappa was always like that. He's like, I'm hiring people and paying them money to do exactly what I say because I need to hear it the way that I've heard it. And then at the end, of course, he's just like, I still have never heard anything the way I really wanted <laughs> yeah. to hear it. I always think of, uh, have you seen Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story? Oh, yes. I always think of when Dewey's doing uh, psychedelics and he's got all those like people in the studio and he's just being a dick. Cause he- yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to get it. No, it doesn't sound right. Dude, we need more. He says, like, we need more snakes or something. Yeah. Like, we need more something weird. Yeah, it's like, fuck you, Dewey. <laughs> That's such a great movie. Oh, it's, it's my favorite. If, if yeah. I'm ever trying to, like, show people movies that describe my humor, I show them Hot Rod and Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. 100%. Hot Rod's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. So, so Sun Eater. Uh, love the record. Absolutely love the record. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 we do too. And you know, that's the thing about it is that it. We were recording. Paul got all the equipment. Yeah, we were talking about that. And then, um, the pandemic just it hit yeah. like night and day. And then all of a sudden, Paul's like, "All right, well, I'm, you know, the thing is that we're all in love in this band. We all have somebody that we love a lot outside yeah. of the music, like." I have my wife, Jeremy's getting married, Simon's, you know, he's getting married. And then we got, you know, and then Peter loves his, his girl, Jeremy loves his girl. So y'all it's just are, like... You're all romantics. We all are romantics. Like, we all choose love over yeah. anything. Yeah. And um, I've never regretted that decision in my life. Like, I think it's very important that everybody finds love. So right on. Paul's like, hey, man, you know... My my lady, she's going to Rhode Island. I'm gonna go too, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, that's fantastic. Like, yeah. so Paul moves to Rhode Island, and then we're all like, okay, what do we do? You know, do we replace? He's actually coming back in the late in end of May, and Faux Fiction's gonna yeah, do a the show. homecoming show. So yeah. I mean, Ex-Barricade. that is a show to go to. Yeah, unfortunately, this won't be out by then, but. Yeah, this Retro- won't be out by then. Retrospectively. Retrospectively, it- I, the show was probably amazing. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, anywho, uh, just awesome, awesome human being and really, really shaped the band. Like, the rhythm, the drum style that he plays is so, so unique to the music that we wrote. So, yeah. We just couldn't do it. You know, we thought about like, hey, Dan, doll, you want to play drums in another band? Like, you know, we're like, we're, maybe Dan could do it because like he was going to, he does a lot of proggy stuff. Yeah. and But he does play in a lot of bands. He plays in said. a lot of bands. And then yeah. at the end of the day, we're just kind of like, no, we don't, we just can't replace Paul. So we were trying to do it without a drummer for a bit and it, it just didn't really hit home. Also, while wearing masks and trying not to get COVID all at the same time. Of course. Yeah. So everything just like fell off the bend and the record sat and it was all recorded and it got put through mixing, I think like after a year and then after another year and a half, or I, I guess I should say four months ago, it's like, hey, Paul's like, hey, Sam, uh, mastering's done. Do you want to just like release this thing on a Bandcamp Friday? And I'm like, yeah, let's just <laughs> release it. Who cares? Like. And I listened to it, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. Justin Perkins from Mystery Room oh, yeah. just he's just the, destroyed. He's the goat, like, he just destroyed the mastering on this. Yeah. And, like, we you know, we recorded it, and then we sent it off to mixing for Shane at Howell Studios. Also the goat. Who is great, because yeah. he worked with us on the Bacchanalia as well. He's awesome. So, I mean, it just all came together. And then I finally listened to it, and I still, like, put it on every now and then. And I'm just like, holy like shit like this is just like what in the I world know. like we were starting to get kind of somewhere in my head like we were all trying to figure it out and we finally started getting there with Dude, this record yeah. i think it yeah you can hear everyone's instruments so well on the record like you can hear everyone in full force like it's like you said it's a it's a it's a very sharply sounding record for sure yeah it's it's definitely it's dynamic but at the same time it's got like the right amount of loudness and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And the last record was a little different and everything. It was just a different style. Of course, yeah. But one of the songs, going back to like Peter and his songwriting, I mean, like I was listening to it and I'm listening to the, um, uh, it's like, we called it the police song. It's the one with the, <laughs> I think it's called Hourglass now. Oh, okay. yeah. Hourglass. Yeah. yeah. And just like I was listening to some of the lyrics and I was like, Peter, dude, I literally like was driving home today and I started crying because of the lyrics that you wrote. Like, and I never did that before because we were so focused on the music, but now I can listen to it three years removed and just listen to it mm -hmm. as a listener now yeah. and not really in the band. And I've never been able to do that before and just be like, wow, that was like intensely emotional. Like, and also just very true of all of us. So, I just got to know Peter from that, and then I had to have that conversation with him, and we just were kind of like really into it. He's like, "Thanks, man," and I was like, "Thank you, like <laughs> yeah. just thank you for everything." Like, what a great time and experience that was as a band. Oh, so. right on, yeah, yeah. No, I'm so glad you guys could, uh, you know, revisit it and, and, yeah. and give it give it its color, uh, give it its its proper long do uh platform if you will it's Pro moment maybe yeah like just moment. give it something yeah because we just did it and then it was gone and then we put it out there and you know people yeah. liked it i think i've heard a lot of good things people really liked it. yeah and and i know a lot of bands have had to do that mm -hmm. right like have had to table things put things on the on put things on the shelf for a while but right but yeah no it was um been one of my favorites so far this year for sure um so 
Thanks, man. <laughs> You're welcome. Appreciate it. Yeah. Is that so? I know that's that's Simon on the on the cover. Uh, where yeah. where is he swimming? So we used to. It's uh, that's in Lake Michigan. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we we played a festival called Cliffstock, which was a buddy of mine, Colin Colin Bischoff, and uh, back in South Milwaukee, just amazing human being, beautiful um, musical mind. Um, also has a really great mind for. Um, recording and live sound and all that sure um and he uh has this his his dad actually has this house and when we were teenagers in high school we did this started this festival called Cliffstock. oh cool because it's right on the cliff yeah and we got away with as much as we could then all of a sudden it started like getting bigger and bigger then um america monroe played there and we played there young revs played there young revelators oh cool and then we woke up the next morning and Went swimming after we got coffee and then snapped that photo and the oh. boat just happened to be in the background. That's awesome. So it just like was perfect. Like Paul was like, that's super like American football looking. Like, <laughs> you know, like the band American football. Yeah. It's, that was a band that he really, really liked. Oh yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And he's like, that's kind of, that's so American football looking. And I'm like, yeah, that should be an album cover. And <laughs> yeah. that was like, you know, six years before like we even did this record. And then Paul's like, we're trying to think of a recording uh, album cover. He's like, just just use that. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because, you know, I think that the sound, it does kind of sound very, kind of like, I don't know, a lot of, at least this is how I like felt like when I was listening to the record. Like, it kind of feels like sort of like a hazy summer day where the sun's kind of piercing the clouds and you're right by the water. That'd be like the perfect place to listen to the record. Uh, so I hope to do that this summer. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. I got to try that, actually. Now that you just described it, I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. let's do this. Oh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Go on down to Bradford and McKinley. and uh, We'll do it together, you, me, and Simon or whatever. We'll, yeah. We'll get on my boat because I got a fishing boat now. Oh, right on. I'd love to. So. We'll, bring the, we'll bring the homies. Yeah, we'll bring the homies. You know, Fuck yeah. I can only have like maybe two or three. But, uh, that's all right. That's yeah. all right. Everyone else can just... Stay on the shore. Yeah, let's stay on the shore. I'll be in the boat. <laughs> so uh, now that now that that's done, um, what's what do you feel like is next for you, Sam? Um, so yeah, Neo's done. Um, you know, there's always talks of it coming back, but I feel like it was very special and it's right, and all things good just kind of have to to go. Right after a while, that's just how life and energy and universe works. Sure. So I'm like, you know, teaching music for now and trying to make some strides there and learn a lot about myself doing that. I'm learning that it's taking a lot of creational energy away from me because I'm putting it a lot towards my students and trying to make them better musicians now. Um, and we talked at the beginning of like how we got this space now and I can kind of like after work, I, it's a place for me to escape. That's mm -hmm. not my house. Of course. And that feels really great. Just being able to be there with the guitars and sit down and try to write some new stuff. And a lot of the stuff I've been writing lately is like really folky. It, mm. It's got, but it's also kind of Neil Young. Like it's got sure. like this kind of vibe to it. And I kind of really want to try to make some skits together, some sort of group of people that would like to maybe dive into that realm. But I'm also open to like, you know, other people's like styles and trying to fit things together. Yeah. That's, I'm not just like a, hey, you got to play what I play and that's it type person. If that was the case, I would be hiring people to do it. Right. 
But I, I don't really want to do that. I, I like to have other people's vibe in there. Yeah, yeah. Simon and I have been playing some stuff. And nice. System of a Down cover band is a really fun thing to invigorate people yeah. after the pandemic. Of course. You played Dino's yeah. recently, didn't you? Oh, yeah. We played Dino's, and that was really cool. Buddha, like, actually, the one of the owners officiated my wedding. Oh, right. And he was just like, yeah, let's total, let's do it. And oh, Was that Dan? Yeah, Dan. Oh yeah. yeah. Shout out to him. Dan and and he's he's doing great things over at Dino's. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The River West community's really uh doing better. I just drove over by, past a uh, River West Pizza and I played there with the Jazz Trio last year a bunch of times and oh. they're starting to build a roof over that thing. Oh wow. Now. And I heard they're going to have some really like bigger jam bands playing. Oh, there, dope. Like, yeah. From like Madison and stuff. Hell yeah. Well, good to just yeah, get more entertainment and live music uh to yeah. To, to to keep uh making great amazing experiences for the for the neighborhood you know that's that's awesome so right on dude yeah yeah so that's kind of what's going on you know music it has the definition of it for me has kind of changed a little bit um before it was just like you know get a band try to make money try to do this as my livelihood and if i'm not going to be able to do that like if i that's my dream then i'm i'm a failure like that's kind of how I felt before, but now that I'm became a teacher, like I feel like I always feel like I should have been doing the musician thing. I don't know why I'm doing the music teaching thing. It's not fulfilling enough for me, but I kind of don't feel that way anymore. I just like came to peace with it and mm-hmm. came to peace with like I can do this and I like doing it. At the same time, I can play music performing because I've always wanted to do that too. So right on, dude. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. You've just, uh, I guess, entered a, and your your mindset has evolved. I think it's more matured now. Like sure. things are more mature with music and a little bit more serious. Not as, not as much about just, uh, you know, you know, just getting out there and trying to get people to like you because of your music. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's not about that for me anymore, yeah. and I could care less if people watch me. It's just about getting up there and performing, and if people watch me, that is the greatest feeling in the entire world. So hell yeah. If you can chase that, that's, that's what I want to keep on chasing somehow is just people watching you play. Yeah. It's great. Well, it sounds like you've got, uh, you know, some, uh, um, you know, some potential with this new space, uh, yeah. that, that you're, that you're going to be, uh, that you're playing in, uh, or sharing with those guys and who knows? With awesome musicians, yeah. you know, like, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see what goes on with that. And, I'm excited to see more bands in the area and pick yeah. their brain, oh, yeah. talk to them, and just continue to keep doing that. We live in such an amazing community; it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great summer. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Sam, as we're closing out here, I ask everyone the same two questions, and you can answer these however you want. Okay. Uh, first question is, Sam, uh, what keeps you up at night? What keeps me up? What keeps me up? Um. Probably, you know, there's a lot of things that keep you up. I mean, physical and mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like maybe the weather isn't so great or maybe blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever. Those are the obvious things. But I, I think, you know, if I can't sleep, it's usually because I'm really excited about something um, or I'm really, really nervous about something that yeah. it won't go right. You know, like that's that. exactly what keeps me up too. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I'm nervous this 
that this lesson the next day is not going to go right. Or I'm nervous that like the person that's watching me teach or something isn't going to like, uh, so, you know, rejection is a big thing. Um, of course, yeah. um, not doing exact, not being perfect. Like is kind of a thing. I'm not a perfectionist, but like, I really like to do well. And if yeah. I don't do well, I feel like it's kind of, it yeah. sucks for me. Oh, I mean, yeah. It means I didn't try hard enough. I get that big time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on the other hand, what puts you to sleep? Um, puts me to sleep i really really love the outdoors like and fishing and water like huge connection with water i don't know if it's because i'm a cancer Uh or born in july or whatever i i think my family is you know on my dad's side sicilian and a lot of like fishermen so it might just be a genetic thing but like i just think about like catching a fish and then I go to sleep. That's awesome. Like if I can't sleep, I think about like jigging the line mm. and then getting a tug. And then once I get the tug, I start reeling. And then for some reason, it always just puts me to sleep. I think it's because it's just like a really good, relaxed feeling when you're catching a fish. It's like yeah. it's just a cool yeah. thing. It's like it's you're a, taming nature. Right. It's a relaxed thing that requires effort, but yeah. you're, but also like gentle control yeah, you know? yeah 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 gentle yeah. control yeah 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 <laughs> yeah right <laughs> now man. on the show thanks uh, man for everyone watching i'll be tagging neo caveman so you can listen to their new record sun eater and uh yeah we'll see what uh sam here uh does next and also go see uh system of a down cover band fight the heathens you have any more co- shows coming up no but hopefully happening more in the summer right on. as soon as we get done with this school year here. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, stay tuned. More to come. Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We will see you next time. <laughs>
I really, really love the outdoors, like, and fishing and yeah. water, like, huge connection with water. I don't know if it's because I'm a cancer uh-huh. or born in July or whatever. I, I think my family is, just, you know, on my dad's side, Sicilian and a lot of, like, fishermen. So it might just be a genetic thing, but, like, I just think about, like, catching a fish and then I go to sleep. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, if I can't sleep, I think about, like, jigging the line mm. and then getting a tug. And then once I get the tug, I start reeling. And then for some reason, it always just puts me to sleep. I think it's because it's just, like, a really good, relaxed feeling when you're catching a fish. It's, like, yeah. it's just a cool yeah. thing. It's, like, it's you're a, taming nature. Right. It's a relaxed thing that requires effort, but yeah. you're, but also, like gentle control yeah, you know? yeah 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 gentle yeah. control yeah 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 <laughs> yeah right thanks on, for man. being on the show thanks uh, man for everyone watching i'll be tagging neo caveman so you can listen to their new record sun eater and uh yeah we'll see what uh sam here uh does next and also go see uh system of a down cover band fight the heathens you have any more co- shows coming up no but hopefully happening more in the summer right on. as soon as we get done with this school year here. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, stay tuned. More to come. Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We will see you next time. Yeah.